This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Goals Classroom. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. Hey everyone, I'm Logan Fay and the host of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. Today I'm talking to Sarah Witherington, who is a boudoir photographer and has a very interesting story to tell us. When Sarah first started out, she did a Groupon deal and ended up selling 2,000 sessions. Yes, you heard that right, 2,000. She tells us how she managed to do 2,000 sessions in a year and how she rearranged her workflow to get through that many sessions. Something that I really love about this interview is that Sarah not only tells us about her journey through this experience, but she also tells us the mistakes she made and how she learned from the entire experience. This episode is one that will keep you hooked until the very end. Let's get started. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to talk. So tell our listeners about how you got started in photography. That is always the question, right? We always have a different journey. So I started photography in college. I was originally in college for business and political science. And then like so many college students, I was just having a hard time mentally and decided, I was like, this is not making me happy. It's not really what I want to do. I was craving some artistic and creative outlets. And so I bought a camera with my student loans, which I don't recommend. (laughs) Um, But that's what I did. And I ended up kind of photographing my friends and my campus. And one of my sorority sisters was getting married. And the photographer for her wedding was excellent. And I asked her on a whim, I just reached out and I was like, Hey, can I shadow you? And she was nice enough to say yes. (laughs) So I followed her for a while, even after college. And I started second shooting for her while nannying. I think I had like three or four nannying jobs at the same time and was second shooting and doing my own weddings on the weekend eventually too. So that's kind of how I got started. So it was definitely a trial and error and reaching out and joining all of the groups I possibly could and trying to second shoot for anyone that would let me. And that eventually worked out. I love that you talk about all of that stuff because I think some people will get into photography and say, oh my gosh, this is taking so long. I'm going to get out of it. This is just isn't working out. But it really does take a lot of hard work and really dedication to become a successful photographer. So I love hearing how people got to where they are just because it shows people that, you know, it really does take a lot of hard work. Yeah. I mean, I probably picked up the camera for the first time in 2007 and it wasn't until 2014 that I could fully support myself without a second nanning job or waitressing or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it definitely took a long time. And even where I was in 2014 versus now, I say I could support myself then, but my life has drastically changed from then to now. So supporting yourself is different for everybody too. Mm -hmm. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. So tell our listeners, I know a little bit about this, but tell them about the Groupon deal that you did and kind of how it went. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) So what had happened was, um, so 
I will say, so the Groupon deal is kind of definitely what put me on the map. I got a lot of backlash from other photographers for doing it for sure. And it also helped me launch my business. So who's laughing now? (laughs) So basically, 2010 is when I did the Groupon. And that was right after Groupon had kind of launched around the US. And for those not familiar with Groupon, Groupon is a daily deal website. So they give you a super discounted service or product and you buy it that day and you have a limited time to buy it and then you have a limited time to use it. So I had done one for photography. So I did that in 2010 and Groupon at that point, they were just doing one deal a day. So I was the highlighted deal for a certain day. And now they do 8,000 deals a day. So their structure is a little different. But when I was doing it, I was it. So it launched in Atlanta and I did a portrait session for it. And so my deal was $49 for a portrait session within an hour of Atlanta and you get the digital images with it. So anybody that's listening to this right now is probably like, girl, what were you thinking? <laughs> and I agree with you. Well, I don't know what I was thinking. It was stressful. But I will say at the time, I had very little expenses. I was like 23 my business structure did not have any overhead. So I had some things set up in place that looking back, I'm very grateful that that's, that was my situation. But that was an accident. I did not put a lot of thought into this, to be honest. So, so yeah, so I launched it and I sold 2000 of them in oh. a matter of like, <laughs> I know. I'm just like, my heart rate just went up a little bit. I feel like I've got like a little bit of trauma from that. I should probably talk to a therapist about. Um, So sold 2000 of them in a matter of like seven hours. So I was panicking because also my Groupon rep was not very upfront with me about the projected sales. She was like, it's probably going to sell about 200 to 500. Can you handle that volume? And I was like, absolutely. If I can do this in a year, shooting like two or three a day, four a day when it's the summer months and we have more light, absolutely. I can handle two to 500. But 2000 was a different (laughs) story. (laughs) So I sold 2000 Groupons and I just had a panic attack and immediately was just like on my computer. I think I had 700 emails by like 11 a.m. that day. Oh my gosh. I'm like getting anxiety just from (laughs) listening to you talk about this. I mean, I knew that you had done a Groupon deal. I didn't know the details. So I am right there with all of our listeners um, hearing this for the first time. (laughs) Yes, it was chaos. The icing on the cake was that the Groupon, it didn't have a delayed use time. So it's basically like I sold it and clients were able to book their session for like the next day if they got in touch with me in time and I was able to get through all those emails. They could use it for like the next day. So it was chaotic to say the least. So that's kind of how I started. But the great thing about, like I said, the great thing about it was I didn't have a ton of overhead and so I, I didn't have to pay for a studio. I didn't really have to like pay for any delivery products because I was only doing digital downloads. So it wasn't like a mailing thing. I didn't have to pay for CDs. Eventually, clients did start asking for like CDs and DVDs. And then I would charge them for that because that wasn't necessarily included in the Groupon price. It just said digitals. It didn't say on a CD or download. So I could kind of change that and give them that. So... What ended up happening was 
I'm up all hours of the night emailing and editing. And that lasted for about a month until I got super smart. <laughs> and so, and what I would end up doing is I would, again, this is super high volume. So I was ending up shooting like eight sessions a day in the summer months. And originally I was driving all over Atlanta because remember I'd said within an hour of Atlanta is when where you can use this. So initially I was driving all over Atlanta trying to make these shoots and then coming back home, editing, and then waking up in the morning and doing it again. So like I said, it took about a month for that to really get tiring. (laughs) And so what I ended up doing was for the next year, and I recommend this to anyone who's doing high volume and anyone who ends up doing a deal like this too, is I would set my location to be one place for the weekend. Like I'm going to be at X and Y Park all weekend. If you want to shoot that weekend, it has to be in that park. That would prevent me from driving all over God's creation to get mm-hmm. to shoot. <laughs> and then I would tell them exactly like where to go, where to park. I had canned responses that I created to send out to all of those clients. And then in between shoots, I would actually call in camera, which I know is also making people just like... <laughs> Just, I think everybody just giving like, me a hard time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, what? You deleted photos? But like, this is, I had to because I didn't have time to come home after shooting and then look through 2000 photos from that day. So I would call in camera in between sessions and lock the photos that I would keep. And then I would do the next session. And then after that one, call in camera, lock the photos that I'm keeping do the next session. And then I would get home and I would already have the images that I knew I was keeping. And I created my own presets. And so I could just slap my preset on there, deliver a download, and I could wrap it up in a couple of hours when I got home. So that shift very much helped me with this like super high volume. And I was able to take away some like really happy clients that eventually helped me began my business in my transition into boudoir because I had these happy family clients. And so the moms like ended up asking me to shoot boudoir. And that's kind of like how I got with the Groupon stuff or how I got boudoir from the Groupon stuff. Mm -hmm. That is an amazing story. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot imagine like, so during many session season, I'll be shooting maybe like 35 Christmas sessions in the month of November. And that overwhelms me enough. So I cannot imagine dealing with 2000 clients in a year. Yes. And I know, (laughs) I know, like you said, some people listening are probably like cringing, like hearing calling camera and that kind of stuff. But I mean, what else do you do when you have that many clients coming in from this deal? So I love that even though it might not be the way that some people would choose to do it. You made it work for you. And obviously it was successful. So you did something right. Yeah. It was one of those things. And I will say this about any photography business is like, you really do have to do what works for you. So while there are really tried and true ways to operate and ways to shoot and can't deny math, if you're trying to like expose a photo correctly, there are certain other ways that you can tweak for your own business. Mm-hmm. So never let anyone like shame you for how you might do something just because they don't do it that way or it doesn't work for them or they can't see why you would possibly do that. Definitely. I love that. So from this Groupon deal, was there anything specific that you learned from this experience? Oh, man. <laughs> like 
Do we, we have enough know. time? I don't know. I don't think so. That's a whole different like <laughs> that's a whole different podcast. Podcast part two. <laughs> yeah, for for sure. So I will say the top things that I learned is to make sure you're very specific in what you're offering because people will interpret vague sales and vague titles however they want. So you may think that you're saving yourself if you leave it vague because then you're like, well, I can interpret it how I want. Your clients will also interpret it how they want. So I said portraits, right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this portrait deal. And I, in my naive 23-year-old mind, was like, sure, people know what a portrait is, right? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, they don't. So so be very specific. I had a client email me and she was like, hey, I really want you to take the portraits on this day at this time at this location. I was like, oh, great. Like she knows exactly what she wants. And she was like, we may be a little late because it's at my daughter's wedding. And I was like, this lady wants me to take the photos at the portrait, family portraits at her daughter's wedding. And I was like, no, ma'am. What? Uh, no. Oh, what is no. going on in your head? So it's that. And people, again, they were like, oh, can you take a portrait of like a house? Can you do this? So mm-hmm. be very specific in what you're offering, whether or not you're doing a deal or not. Be very specific because people will take liberties with your wording and stuff like that. Also have systems in place. So I currently use like a studio management software and I'd had it in place before Groupon, but it is also one thing that helped me tremendously with keeping up high volume clients. That's where all their contracts are. That's where their payments come from. I put notes in there for location. I put notes in there if they've said something specific to me about, hey, heads up, like the husband and I are separated, but the kids don't quite know it yet. So I can make sure to just be sensitive to certain issues. So studio Mm -hmm. management software for sure is something to keep. And then canned responses are great. If you don't know what a canned response is, that is a little tool in your email. It's usually a plug-in, but some email providers have it built in. And you can essentially have a standard response that if you use the same wording all the time, it saves you so much time. So you don't have to retype Mm -hmm. it out. So that saved me so much time when emailing back and forth with clients too. I could just drop the directions email in there or drop their download email in there or something like that too. So systems definitely help you that I learned that for sure the most. Yes. So during that Groupon deal, did you have systems in place or were you just emailing back and forth with clients through your, you know, email provider? For the first month, I had like zero systems in place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I realized, well, that's not going to work. So I still had my studio management software. I'd already had that from weddings. But I had zero systems in place as far as emailing back and forth and as far as invoicing extra stuff goes. And I had zero systems in place for shipping. So I figured that out really quickly because I looked at my business at that time. and I was like, what is causing me precious time that I could be sleeping at that point. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, And what was causing me precious time was the individual emails back and forth. So specifically about things that I would tell every single client. So I'm not talking about responding to wardrobe emails that the clients have as far as questions go. I'm talking about directions. I'm talking about scheduling. If you're like, pick a date and time from these dates. I'm talking about follow-up emails, download emails. So emailing back and forth was a huge time suck for me. So I definitely put that system in place. And as soon as canned responses started happening, I saved hours a day going Mm -hmm. back and forth. 
Yeah. And if you're listening and you don't have a system in place right now, it will save you so much time. That's one of like the biggest mistakes that I think I made as a new photographer was not getting a client management system such as like Tave or HoneyBook because for Christmas seasonal sessions right now, I have an entire workflow for Christmas sessions. And once it gets triggered, all of those emails get sent automatically to my clients. So they get the the location email, the wardrobe email, like everything is triggered. So it saves you so much time. So if you're not doing that, either use canned responses, get something like Tabe or HoneyBook and make sure that you, yeah, use your time wisely. Yeah. And think about if you're also, you're like, well, what do I put in those emails? Mm-hmm. Put yourself in your client's shoes and or go back through your past client emails and see what questions come up the most. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and just have an email that answers all of those. Or like, think about, hey, what would I want to know if I was booking a portrait session or a newborn session or boudoir session? Go ahead and just like have an email, go ahead and think forward for your client and go ahead and answer their questions before they even ask them. And that'll save you some time too from going back and forth with emails. Definitely. So looking back on your first few years of photography, <laughs> is there <laughs> anything that stands out to you that you would, I guess, go back and do differently? Oh man. So I would still do the Groupon for sure. I would just start my systems a little bit earlier <laughs> than, than I did. Yeah. So I'd still do it for sure. And I would have a limit on it as well. I would say definitely know your limits is my big thing with photography because my studio manager and I always laugh at this. And we are like, sometimes we still fall for like client tricks. And mm-hmm. that sounds very mean when I'm like, oh, client tricks, like they're so tricky. But there are certain things that clients can do or potential clients can do. And you're like, think to yourself, oh my gosh, like this is going to be the perfect client or I'm going to let this slide right now because you know she or he seems great and I trust them. So looking back, I would say just know your limits and trust your gut too. There's a few clients and from the group on, there's a few wedding clients. There are boudoir clients that I've had, but thankfully not that many that I look back and I'm like, I should have trusted my gut and I should have really stood fast in my limits. So if you're new to photography or if you're feeling burned out, like so many of us can like right now, definitely go ahead and do some self-reflection and think about like, okay, what are my limits? Are there scheduling limits? Are there people limits? If you're an introvert, you can definitely have a people limit. If you have kids, you can have some time limits that you really need to pay attention to. If you, everybody's got limits or you can know financially, like how much can I give this client without essentially putting myself in the red. So go ahead, think about where your limits are, what's causing you to burn out or where you want to make sure that you have a policy to stop. And so do that. And I think that would help tremendously with like how to run your business and it'll keep you happy. And if you're happy, your clients get happy. Definitely. I love that piece of advice because it applies to so many different aspects of your business. Like you said, it could be time limits. It could be people limits. Like, <laughs> There's so many different places that that can apply to. And it's so important just to, to make sure that you are continuously happy doing what you are doing in photography to make sure you take time for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I stopped doing weddings once I realized I didn't enjoy them. And I was second shooting with a particular photographer and she is so, so, so good at it. Her and I would be taking the same photo of like the same moment and hers would just be 
eons better than mine. And I'm like, we have the same settings. We have the same moment. Like, what is going on? And I realized, like, that was my disdain for wedding photography coming out, like, through the lens. And I would rather couples spend $3,000 on someone who wants to be there than definitely someone who doesn't. So know your limits. And if, like, yeah, if you're not happy, it's probably going to show up. And even if you think you can fake it, Mm-hmm. Clients are intuitive. They can know. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am right there with you on weddings. Weddings are just not for me. I've done a few. I loved our wedding photographer. She was amazing, but mm-hmm. it's just not my, nope. not my jam. <laughs> exactly. It's like you understand what you like and what you can do. Boudoir came very naturally to me, which I'm very thankful for and I love it. But other types of photography do not come natural to me at all. So, if you're kind of doing something, you're doing all of it and you're like, I just don't know. Like I hate all of this. Like that's pretty common to not love certain types of photography. And it's okay if you admit defeat, like I am not good at weddings. I am terrible at newborns. I admit defeat on all of the counts of that (laughs) landscaping too. Like I cannot do landscape photography at all. So, you know, yep. I can relate to all of that. So (laughs) now that we know kind of where you started in your photography journey, the whole Groupon deal, which I just, it's so fascinating to me. Um, Tell us about where you are now. Yes. So now I wish there was like some like that music that's part of sitcoms where it's like, and it like does a dreamscape into like where where they are now. So now I am full-time in Atlanta with Boudoir And I do travel around our country a good bit on a regular year, but this year has been anything but regular. (laughs) So I've only traveled like once or twice for boudoir this year. And so I'm in Atlanta full time and I have a studio manager who handles pretty much all of the logistical emails and ordering and she handles the inventory and supplies that we need at the studio So she's awesome. I usually handle the more personal emails with clients just because she can't really do that. I'm the one that's, I'm the photographer. So also she lives in Montreal. So (laughs) really hard for her to like be there with the client. So I have the studio manager and then I also have like an office assistant who does most of our packing and shipping and all of that because again, I looked back at what was taking me the most time and it is insane how much time packing an album and wrapping it and mm-hmm. shipping it takes. So she does all of that. <laughs> and so she does all of that. And we have welcome boxes that go out to our clients and she does that as well. So we're in Atlanta. We shoot about 150 clients a year. There was a year, a couple, well, 150 to 170 clients a year. I think 2016, I shot like 215 clients and I was like, never again. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we do that. We're kind of right now at revenue of about like 1.5 mil. So for bringing everything in, that's not profit. I said revenue. So mm-hmm. just heads up, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> we've increased our pricing over the last few years. Last year, we increased it and I had a little panic attack, but it has worked out so far because it's caused me to shoot a little bit less and mm-hmm. which helps me to focus on our clients more. And ultimately that makes us more money because we're more focused and we're able to curate the session way more intensely than we were with a higher volume of clients. So I love hearing your story from beginning to end. Well, not end, but where you are now. I just think it's so fun to hear about that Groupon deal. And you have 2,000 clients. I cannot get over that. So I love that you kind of learned from that and 
obviously it worked out for the better because you are where you are today. Yeah, so actually this week, well, this week, I'm like, what day is it? Tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow I have a client coming in for boudoir who I photographed her 10 years ago for oh, a Groupon. Wow. And so, <laughs> yeah, so she's been following me since then. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've been trying to psych myself up for it for the last like 10 years. And she's like, I just need to do something for me this year. So she's coming in. And I was like, this is great. And quite a few of my clients are because of Groupon, like either Mm -hmm. directly, like they were a client that I had for Groupon or indirectly in that someone saw their photos and decided to start following me. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about doing one of these deals, there's a lot of different websites out there. So I did that one Groupon deal and then obviously it launched my business and I am where I am now, but that wasn't the last deal that I ever did. So I did the Groupon deal back in 2010 and then a few years later, a website called Guilt, and I'm not sure, maybe ladies have heard of that. I'm not sure if any men have listening have heard of that, but it's G-I-L-T. And it's a luxury sales site. And they have like a section of the site called Guilt City. So I started doing deals for Guilt City because that clientele can spend a little bit more money. And I did specific boudoir deals for Guilt City. So I learned a lot from my first Groupon deal and the sales were significantly less or the volume was significantly less with the Guilt City. But the quality of clientele that I was trying to reach was matched. So there are a bunch of different sites out there. So if you're interested in something like that, definitely do your research. I also recommend researching their pay structure and their return and refund policies too, because that can really hurt you if you're not aware of it and you have an unhappy client or just Mm -hmm. someone who decided they don't want to use it. Definitely. So if our listeners want to find you on social media, where can they find you? Yes. So I am on Instagram at own, that's O-W-N, boudoir, B-O-U-D-O-I-R. And I'm on there a lot. So (laughs) you can definitely follow us. We do post a lot. So if you do follow us and you're in public with your phone, just make sure you hide it because (laughs) occasionally like some boobs might pop up and who knows who's behind you at the bank or something. So just (laughs) be careful. So yeah, own boudoir, Instagram, and then my website is www.ownboudoir.com. Perfect. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for interviewing me. I hope it was helpful for those kind of curious about the process. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. I hope that you got some great takeaways from this episode that you can apply to your business. Make sure to visit colesclassroom.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about during this episode. If you like this episode, head over to iTunes and tap that five-star button and leave us a review.